Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm here with Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. And I've got my friends, the Panchecks, on tonight. Scott and Kristen, how are you guys doing? Hey. We're good. We're good. Welcome. I feel like I haven't seen you guys. Uh, in, it's been since Wadapalooza, I guess. I was thinking about that today. It was the last time I saw Kristen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Since- Aren't you guys kind of neighbors? Kind of, I guess. I mean, they're in Menor, which is like, for me, it's like 35 minutes or so away, you know, but. Well, nobody- in fairness, we've all been locked into our houses for the last month, so. Yeah. I haven't seen much of anybody. Seriously. How is, uh, how's that quarantine life going for you, Panchix? Quarantine life is, uh, is a bit, bit lonely, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least we have one another. Um, and I'm getting like good insight on like what a child's going to be like with being around my dog all day. I've never yeah. really needy my dog is. He was going nuts today. He's like, I need some space from the dog. I was like, she loves, she loves too hard. She loves too hard. Too uh, I feel like that is only going to get worse. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent, but. Uh... All she wants to do is eat and play i'm like whose dog are you i was like i like to eat and work out all you want to do is eat and play hmm. but it seems like we don't have to sink when i want to eat she wants to play <laughs> when she wants to play i'm trying to eat we are lucky though because we are like garage gym is separate from our house so like when one of us needs like some time or space like all right i'm going out to work out and it's like separate from the house so hmm. it's a little little bit of a break i feel like so that's been helpful you guys haven't you haven't said that you need a break from each other yet which is uh ideal i feel like we're used to spending like our days together anyways because we're at the gym together every day all day so we're pretty much used to like sharing our time and space all the time anyways so that hasn't really yeah and tackling like a lot of things together yeah from just the business side of things especially yeah. Well, you guys have a kind of a fantastic home gym, which I'm sure helps, which, you know, people listening are like, oh, he's games athlete. Of course they do. It's not true. Like I was talking to Veldner the other day. He's got like two dumbbells and they're mixed, mismatched. You can't even make this up. I'm like, dude, you're on the podium. Like two years ago, you have two 35 pound dumbbells at your entire home gym. He's like, yeah. Aww. Like poor guy. Get on, start ordering stuff. That was like a necessity for Scott when we were looking for houses. We like went to this house and we walked in the front door. He didn't look at anything in the house. He walked right out the back door into the garage and was like, you think I could do muscle ups in here? He's like, <laughs> doing all the things. And then after we got the house, her uh, dad came over and helped me cut a, basically a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I got a custom made rig put in from, uh, Brian Bass, who does some like steel work, and I can do like rope climbs and ring muscle ups and pretty much anything out there. So they hooked it up. <laughs> so that's awesome. Training hasn't changed, but yeah, that's good. It's, it gives you the advantage over the others. That's for sure. I think a lot of people are struggling with this whole home workout thing. I just, you know, I'm lucky I've got everything here, but I keep getting video after video after video of people, you know, sending me, you know, them doing a bazillion burpees or you know they have one dumbbell so they're doing single arm thrusters all day long it's you know everybody's going to come back with one arm that's huge and one arm that's tiny you know it'll be great I just feel like it's been cool because on the one hand it's like obviously you don't need a lot to be fit and i think we're all it's that's been proven and i think it's huge that people are like still moving and still in quarantine and we're elevating the importance of fitness but like i'm I'm getting bored of variations of Cindy. You know what I mean? And and I'm lucky because I still have access to all the stuff, but still like, you know, if if I'm if I'm home and in my garage or stuck, whatever, it's it's a little bit boring when you don't have all the things. We're just excited. We're crossfitters. We're excited about like bar muscle ups. We're excited about like rope climbs and having space for shit and a million different weights so you can have four bars set up to do all your things. Like it's just <laughs> yes. you know. And that's been a that's definitely been something challenging is creating workouts for people that are at home Mm -hmm. with such a wide range of equipment uh, being available to to people and just some have a little, some have a lot. And 
you're trying to program everything in between. Yeah. I mean, how, how's the gym doing? Like, what are you doing right now for your members? Yeah. So what we decided to do is we created uh, a couple different like membership packages. So we basically put everyone at a at home membership price and gave everyone a weighted implement and a jump rope to take home with them over the course of, you know, however long this is going to be. And then gave people a week later, we gave people the ability to come back in kind of upgrade to two different packages. So one included like a box, a med ball, kettlebell, and like a few other implements. And then another package uh, included like a barbell or a rower or a bike or some type of machine that they could take. Mm -hmm. And I think it was good because some people, you know, utilize the cardio equipment a little bit more. Others are like, I want a barbell and some plates. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, I'll follow the, the Zoom classes, which is what we do. We do one in the morning, one at night. We, we record them, put them online. So people, if you miss them somewhere in between, you can go on and watch them. And then uh, we kept all of our coaches working uh, and just gave them, basically took the time that they were coaching in the gym and designated that time towards them creating, um, you know, we have one group making warm-ups, one group doing like demos. And then we have like a little finisher that we do. And then our head coach, he's been running the class in the morning um, at uh, 8 a.m. and then in the evening at 5 p.m. And then Wednesdays, I do like a power hour. We do yoga on Thursdays, um, kind of like a, what would you call it? Like a yin, there's yin, two. Yin, there's yin. like one that you can do like a, a hit and stretch and then the other more like restorative. So those are pre-recorded. So on Thursdays, people can watch those. Cool. And then I created like a program that is for limited equipment that people can follow. And then I also program like things that I would put in the gym for people that have access to uh, every, everything. Like there's yeah. some people that just have home gyms available, kind of like John that you know are able to go out and do those things. So trying to just kind of give everybody options to, to keep moving and, and stay healthy. But programming for the body weight stuff is – starts to get a little challenging, but I kind of like that. I, I told Kristen, I kind of like the challenge of like trying to figure out how to make it exciting and fun and interactive. And uh, it was, it was different. And I think, you know, for us as CrossFitters, we, you know, we like unknown and mm -hmm. maybe, maybe not for too, too long. <laughs> yeah, no, we're about, we're getting there. We're getting, we're there. getting, we're getting there. Like this past week, I was like, I don't know how many more weeks I can write workouts. I'm running out of ideas. No, so much for like quarantine downtime. It sounds like you're freaking busier than ever. You've got like 14 yeah. new programs. To, like, everyone gets a program and you get a program and you get a program. Yeah. We definitely are. And it's, you know, it, it is, a, it, we are working probably harder than we were. We were. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think it's also taught us a lot about, you know, who we are and why we do what we do. And, um, when we were making the decision to like send equipment out, it was like, I, I am like, if you saw me with equipment in the gym, like everything has a space. I'm like, wipe it down, keep it clean, put, like, the, handles up. put the handles up. And I, to, to let that stuff go out the door, I was just like, like scratch. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to lose it. But I just had to like remind myself, like, this is, this is why we do what we do. Like, you know, since we opened the doors in 2013, we we were preparing people for this, for really this, this day. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know it was going to hit everyone obviously. And it's just, you know, they talk about the health continuum and, and us being the fittest that we can possibly be so that when adversity and sickness or disease or anything like, like that comes, um, we're prepared and we're ready. And we, one, we know how to exercise, continue exercising. And uh, two, <clears throat> we're the healthiest we've ever, we've ever been so that, you know, if we aren't able to work out the way we usually do or aren't ex like moving around as much as we normally do, we're not going to fall too close to that, that sickness side of things. And um, I think the people that are trying to figure out how to exercise now on their own, those, those, people are those people are struggling and they're not in good shape to begin with because they haven't been doing it. So we've at least built like these routines for people and they know how to squat. They know how to press. They know how to pick things up from the ground. And, you know, I told them, you know, when this all started, I said, you guys are now the leaders hmm. 
in your houses in in you know with everyone and everyone that you come in contact with like share these things with them because like we need to be that positivity right now because there's not there's not a lot of it floating around yeah that's a tough time i'll tell you what i've been doing this is how petty i've become so i uh it, I have nothing to do around here, right? Like I can't leave the house. So I'm working out twice a day, right? And I'm I'm killing myself to make sure when they reopen the gyms, I can go back and beat all those 20-somethings that don't have all the same equipment I do. Yes. <laughs> That's my only goal. Yeah, it's my yeah. only goal. I'm just going to be so petty. Like the first day, I'm going to go old school and shout time as soon as I finish the wad. Yes. It's going to be great. Write your time and chalk really big on the floor so yep. everyone can see it. Right in the middle. It's going to be fan. I'm going to come to every class the first day. Just have my name up there like six times. Yes. I love it. It's going to be all. I, I have been like, truthfully though, like to your point, Scott, like I, you know, I, I, I'm obviously very familiar with your programming and sex and dispenser are very similar. Um, and so we do a lot of muscle up. So I, at home I've been doing a ton, like a ton of strict pull-ups and ring dips. Just yes. to get right, because I can't do muscle ups here. Like I'm in a basement, so you know I don't want to crack my head on the ceiling. So oh, you don't want the custom roof cut out like Scott has? <laughs> well, if I did that, then I'd be doing muscle ups into the living room. There you go. Yeah. Sounds great. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, head pop up, watch TV for a second, come back yeah. down. It'd be Perfect. great. That would love Your it. would be like, "What?" Is oh my god, Bean would lose his mind. <laughs> I'm not sure Mira and Megan would like it either, but. <laughs> But I, but I have been like, I feel like I've been like, you know, ingrained because of you and, and the boys and, you know, in what's coming like, I know what's coming. So I'm trying to prepare myself for that, but I'm already prepared to do what I need to do now. And so, you know, to your credit, I think that's really, you know, fantastic what you're doing with your gym. And you were one of the first ones I saw that did that. I think like you, you led the way to a lot of other gyms mm-hmm. doing what you just described. My opinion, I could be wrong on that. But. I think it's it's really scary as an affiliate owner to yeah. to to ship out you know thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment, yeah, and just wondering like, is it going to come back? Is it going to be in one piece? And you know, at the end of the day, like if you trust, you know, you if you if you've built the community the way that it should be built, the people are gonna they they know how already know how to take care of your equipment they're going to take care of your equipment because they're so thankful. And I think it'll keep them excited to come back. And uh, like you said, maybe show you like, Hey, I've been rowing on this machine every day. And like, I'm butt today on this rower or on this bike or look at my snatch. It's improved. I had a barbell and I was able to do drills with it. And I think like those little things are what are keeping people moving and exercising and, and having, you know, fun in this time for me, like the only thing I would be worried about would be like, like no one's going to like break anything. Like no one's going to like ruin anything beyond repair, but like, you just don't know, like if, if people have barbells and plates that they take home, like, and they're, you know, snatching or cleaning or deadlifting in their driveway, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like just the ground is really abrasive. And like, are you handing up stall mats with this stuff? Like, that's what I, if I were an affiliate owner, that's where I'd be like, no one's going to like snap my rower in half. Like, I know it's going to come back. I'm going to clean it. It's going to be fine. But like little things like that, that would drive me. And for you, because I know you're very particular about this thing. I I, I talked to them about it. I gave, I laid some very strict rules down, but we've also been, I don't want to say lucky because we are not lucky to have the weather that we have right now, but it's so oh, yeah. <laughs> so nobody, nobody's taking their barbell out into the driveway. If anything, they're, you know, in their basement or in their garage and, you know, they're doing what they can. Yeah. But N- Nikki, let me tell you how particular Scott is. This is an <laughs> absolutely true story. You'll love this, Scott. So I got invited to be in the Zoom workout the other day with some affiliate out in, I think it was Washington. And, uh, so I had to be in my basement and so I took my laptop down there and I sat it on my, I have a plyo box. So I sat on the plyo box, which is, you know, 20, 24 inches high. And so I'm like, I gotta be able to look into the screen. Like I need something to sit on. And so I'm looking around for something to sit on and I see my medicine ball and I'm like, I just pause for a second. I'm like, well, I can't sit on that. Cause Scott will yell at me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's this thing. You could not sit on the med balls at uh, mentality or you'll get smacked around. I tell them, I walk up and I'm like, do you want to throw a flat med ball up against the wall and, and, and do big sets, 20, 30 reps with, with a flat med ball? And they're like, <laughs> and they, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, don't do, don't do that, don't do that. God, <laughs> you you have got like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Like so, you are I, so ready to be a dad. Like you're you're good. there, man. I'm very good at that. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. But do you want a flat wobble? I'm just wondering. I just if if you do, then just keep sitting on it. But yeah, if then you, you're fine. Scott's, Scott's been 45 years old now for the last 20 years. <laughs> That's my dad. That's Ready. all from Papa P. It's true, yeah. My dad has, has taught me well. How's, how's Papa P holding up? He's doing well. He's. I think he's getting a little stir crazy, though. He, he's got a lot of projects going on. And uh, the last time I talked to him, he was working on a, a, a bike path or like a little running path for. Uh, my niece and nephew, and uh, he's just excited to, to work on different projects. He's also inspired Scott to do the same. So, like, yeah. Scott has also started building a 400-meter trail around our property. How do you build a trail? <laughs> he went out. Rake. We don't have, like, a ton of tools, but he took a rake and, like, three trimmers. cutters. And that was it. That's and he was it. just like raking and Shovel. cutting things and carrying like old logs that had been cut. And he had like lined this like I got about I'm probably about 150, <laughs> I would say 150 meters I out. I think so, yeah. About 150 meters out. So it's pretty legit. My elbow started bothering me. And uh oh. Like, hey, you need because my it was already giving me some problems. He's like, you need to take some time off. So I'm like, oh, I'll start this path. And I told him what I was doing. He's like, that's not taking time off. He's like, that's the worst thing you can do with your elbow right now is be making this path. So that's put on hold right now for the time being. I'm just wondering, when you're out there making that path, do you have like your thick white New Balance sneakers on with like your tall white socks and like your crew neck hoodie? Like just wondering. It's like a <laughs> denim button up, some like... <laughs> Cargo pants. And then I got these like. And muck boots. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wear my muck boots. Um, wait, can I t- hold on? Can I tell you a very short muck know, boot there story? Are trail, like, b- kind of like trail boots slash shoes that are pretty, pretty comfy for out there too. Do you have muck boots? Oh, yeah. John, do you yes. have muck boots? Oh, of course. Course. Okay. You say of course like it's a thing. Like I didn't know it was a thing until I lived in Maine. Cause they're like the thickest, rubberiest, like most insulated boots on the planet. And they're not cute. Back me up on this. No, they're not cute though. Right. So this was real quick, five years ago, six years ago, maybe I was living in, in the middle of Maine and I was a TV news anchor and reporter. And I was like in the snow constantly being like, it's negative 20 out here back to you guys. Like the worst job ever. So every time I would report in a snowstorm, my like toes would get so cold. They would feel like they were falling off. And when you're for Christmas, I asked very nicely for gold earrings from my husband, who was then my boyfriend or fiance at the time. I can't remember. And I like found them, like sent him the link. Like I was like, these are nice. Want them for Christmas. And I get to Christmas and I open up this big giant box and there are bright pink muck boots in them. That's hilarious. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, Thank you. all I wanted was gold earrings. It was the only thing I asked for. And then like, like one day into work, I was like, oh, these are the greatest things I've ever owned. <laughs> um, so I appreciate that you're making your um, your path in your dad outfit plus muck boots. Excellent. Those are the Christmas gifts I get from her family. <laughs> I grew up on a farm. All like so farm like- stuff. So I get like muck boots. Mm-hmm. I get gloves. Yeah. Yeah, cool. same. Like, my husband also grew up on a farm. So like, that's the life he knows. And I'm like, I'm from Boston. Listen. Yeah. What's a muck? I don't understand. Right. <laughs> oh, I was just going to ask about, uh, you know, as, as you're prepping your 400 meter loop and you're getting used to being at home, how is getting ready to become parents? It's, it's exciting. Uh, so Kristen went in for an appointment. Uh, I was like, what, a week and a half ago? Two yeah, weeks? probably two weeks ago. And I wasn't allowed to go in. So I sat in the oh. car and waited for her. And she came out and we, they gave her a Doppler device, which was like really, really cool to like bring home and be able to listen to the baby's heartbeat, which um, we hadn't heard kind of together. 
I mean, I guess first ultrasound, but I don't think we were really able to hear it. it. Yeah, you couldn't hear it. So we were able to hear it, which was really cool. And she'll utilize that um, along with, would she give you a blood pressure cuff? Yeah. So like I'll go in for my next appointment. May 5th is like an anatomy scan. So like I'll get to see everything. Um, And then the appointment after that is virtual. So they've already like scheduled out my appointments until July most of them being virtual unless they're like ones I have to go in for. Mm-hmm. for like, oh, I didn't really think about that. Like I didn't even, yeah. yeah. Cause when you're, when you're pregnant, you need to be checked on and you got test yeah. running and like, so they check on me like every four weeks and they, the virtual appointments, I'll just like want me to take my blood pressure and check the baby's heart rate. And that's kind of it. But we'll find out the sex of the baby May 5th. Yeah. Did you did you tell the doctor it's a ninety nine point nine percent chance it's a boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that the name will start with an S? I mean, that's, you know. I, I was wondering. I was like, I wonder who in our family is going to keep that tradition alive. <laughs> I don't think it'll be me, John. It's just how do you, how you feel about Seamus Pancheck? Or <laughs> it's a good one. Shaquille, that's a good one. There's so yeah. many good S names that you guys I, haven't used yet. My parents were getting pretty creative there at the end with, with Saxon and it's like Spencer. I've heard Saxon's like I had never heard that before. That was pretty unique. Yeah, which is pretty cool. All the but we'll see. We'll see. We'll do a gender. We'll probably do like a Instagram live or some, know, some type cool of like gender gender reveal once uh, once we figure it out. Do you yeah. have a prediction? I don't know. At first, we thought it was a girl, but now we think it's a boy. So, like, I keep saying it's he a keeps boy. calling it a he. I don't know why. And so does everyone in his family. But I think that's because most of his family are boys. They're so. used to it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I am just praying you have a girl because I have Aww. two girls for one, which is Part of it feels like it will be just for like, that I, reason. I, I, sometimes I, I really did like think it was a girl at first, but we don't know. Yeah. So it's hard to. But yeah, we're excited. It's uh, just all the feelings. You kind of just, it it doesn't feel like, I mean, for me, it doesn't feel real <laughs> yet. I'm sure her body's starting to feel real. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you just saying that makes her want to punch you in the face. <laughs> well, she tells me. <laughs> she tells me. She's like, in the morning, I'm good. At the night, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I believe it. It has been kind of actually nice being home. Like when we are at the gym working, I am the most tasky person in the world and feel like I have to be there like all day long to get stuff done. And Scott will literally have to kick me out of the gym to go home, especially like my first trimester, I would like finish coaching and be like, go, go home. But now it's been nice. Like we have to be home. So if I need to chill out, like, I'm home and I can chill out. So that's been kind of like a nice part of being home. But at the same time, like all of our members saw me and like, I uh, didn't know I was pregnant. And now when we go back and be like, you're really pregnant. <laughs> you are huge. <laughs> <laughs> they get like no transition time. They know like Kristen pre-pregnancy and they're going to see like real pregnant Kristen. <laughs> real pregnant. Yeah. They were, she says real pregnant. No, 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 no. You're the kind of, you're the kind of lady that looks like you're smuggling like a watermelon under your shirt. A watermelon. I don't even know about that yet. We're not, we're not at that point. Like. <laughs> Eventually, but just like an, a little all belly, like the rest of you still looks the same from the behind. You still look the same. Yeah. That's the ideal. Yeah, well, totally. Totally. Right. You know, I didn't even think about the whole, like, you, you know, obviously being task oriented, having a lot to do and running, running your gym, but, you know, getting to be home or being forced to be home together right now when, you know, you might've otherwise Scott been traveling to train and you've been training with the mayhem guys and gals or, you know, traveling to other competitions, sanctionals right now. What is it like for you, you know, with the change of pace and change in competition season too, having to be home? Yeah. I mean, we didn't really have a off season this year. Like we came back from the games and with the new open, uh, I talked to our teammates, <laughs> my teammates into, into doing the open again. And we did that. And then right after, I mean, we got into some sanctioned events. We were, out in London for strength and depth. And then a month later we were at Wadapalooza and we had really kind of a full schedule set up. We were 
Um, supposed to be getting ready to head out to, to go to California. Oh yeah, for oh, the yeah, West Coast Classic. Classic, and then we had Rogue, and then we were looking to go to Madrid. So we had kind of a full schedule, and um, you know, to have this time right now, I think is good, uh, especially for me. Uh, I think like having just like a month or two to just kind of bring things down a notch. And it's not that I'm not training. I'm just focusing a little bit more. I am doing more body weight stuff and trying a lot of the workouts and things that um, I'm programming for our gym. I always try to, you know, try things before I, I give them to uh, our, our clientele. Uh, I always tell them that I'm the rough draft and they, they get the final copy. Nice. Um, but it's been nice. So I've like kind of slowed down on the intensity side of things and, uh, and I, and I think that's that'll be good for my body. I've been able to focus on a little more stretching. I had a couple little things that were just that were bothering me, but like not to the point where like I would usually stop because I'm like, oh, I gotta get ready for this event. I gotta do that, and those over time can start to become a big issue. So you know, these last like two three weeks, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get. I want to make sure I feel great and I'm ready to hit the ground running here uh, come May. So um, it's been nice. It's been nice, especially like being home with Kristen and being able to like go out and get food and, and take care of her and, and help her out during this time. Uh, um, and, and just being around, you know, she, her body's going through a lot of different changes right now. And, you know, she, she's having, you know, days where she's feeling good, days where she's not. And I want to be here for that. I don't want her to have to go through that alone. So uh, it's been nice. Yeah. It's almost like being forced to slow down, being forced to really just be in the moment, um, which is, is difficult sometimes to accept. And I, I kind of not nearly on the scale of, of you two, but I do kind of understand it only because the sanctional season was going to be like a lot of travel and a lot of being away from home and a lot of this and that. And I do have a little bit of sadness and like not being at the events and seeing you in real life. And, you know, we only get to like catch up with these people that we know and love through this sport at these very specific points in time throughout the year, but um, like, it has been nice that I don't have FOMO cause it's not like I'm missing it. Like we're all, we're all home. We're all slowing down. Yeah. I think, I think it's been good for all of us. Like I, I keep making the joke. I told somebody the other day, I'm like, is this how my shoulder's supposed to feel? Like it feels great. Like <laughs> I can't wait to get back to CrossFit for this to hurt again every day. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I really do that the last couple you know, weeks or this past month, people had a chance to slow down. Life was mm -hmm. really, really moving at a fast pace. And I think a lot of people are probably enjoying their, their time at home. I, you know, like I said, I'm sure like you've you got to find for yourself during that. And I think it's like right at the beginning, a lot of people were like, I need to find a schedule. I need to find... I need to find time for me to get away and then also time to like enjoy with your kids and, and your, your husband or your wife or whoever it might be. And I think that, um, you know, some of the, all, the noise and all the other things that are going on and all the projects that were like, oh, I'm going to eventually get to this or I'm going to get to that. Like, we're like finally able to like do some of the things. And, and I, think it's, I think it's good for them. It is like the little things. I mean, even during the week, Scott coaches the last class of the day at the gym. So he's typically not home until uh, sometimes like 8 30, 9 o'clock. So usually it's hard for us to eat dinner together or not be eating something on the go. So it sounds so silly, but like just us being able to sit down and have dinner together more at a regularly at a reasonable time. Before like 9 30 at night has yes. been really nice yes it is the exact same in my house too we yeah. like don't eat dinner before nine because like we're going to the gym late and then i'm coaching later and then by the time we get home yeah and we're like eating like i can hear him making dinner downstairs right now it's right. wild it's we wild and it's like so it seems so simple that like oh you eat dinner together yeah every day but like we that's not the mm -hmm. that we have normally yeah. so Right now, we're kind of enjoying being able to eat dinner <laughs> together. Little things in life. You know, it's, it's, it, a little. it's taught me like all the things that I have been putting off for years because I thought I was too busy. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I have this, you know, quote unquote, free time. You know, I think it was like it, maybe a year ago or so, you'll like this, Kristen. You, you posted a video on Instagram of you playing guitar and you were playing Blackbird by the Beatles. And I yeah. love that song. I've, I've always loved that song. 
and I may have played guitar since I was 12 and, and, but I've never found the time to learn it ever. And so, you know, when this quarantine hit and they're like, you can't leave the house. I'm like, I'm going to learn Blackbird. Took me two Aww. hours. Two hours. I was so mad. It, I was so mad at myself though. Cause I've put this song off for a decade. And then yep. like, I, I learned it like super quick. And uh, I, so I think I've learned that all those things that I've been putting off over and over and over, like I need to just reprioritize my life. And like, you know, if there's something out there I want to do, I'm just going to go try it. You know, like why, you know, why run in to go do an assault bike wide when I can maybe skip that one and go play guitar for a couple hours, you know? Yeah. Or find a way to do both. I don't know. But I, you know, I just think, I, I hope that people learn to reprioritize and, and understand that the pace we were running at, we can't continue to run at forever. It's just, it's too, it's unsustainable. So guys, there's like just one bazillion things up in the air in terms of what the rest of the season looks like what the rest of the, even like what the summer looks like alone. Um, what would be, if you could, if you could have it anyway, like if you could wave your Harry Potter wand and magic the season, the way you want it to be, <laughs> what, what do you kind of hope, or what would you choose the rest of the CrossFit Games season in 2020 would look like? I think right now they're, they're, they're struggling to figure out what, what it needs to be and what it should be. Um, you know, obviously us as athletes, we, we want to compete and that's, we know that's what we do that's our job just like people want to go back to work to you know because it's it's who they are and what they do we we want to be at some type of game or some type of event what is what it's going to look like i i have no idea but um i just would like to see them bringing the athletes in and and crowning the fittest on earth fittest team and and fittest group of individuals and however they need to do that in the the safest way possible for you know us and um, their staff and the people the volunteers that are coming in for it i think you know they will come up with it they're a very very smart group of people that are working hard i think to figure that out and i'm almost glad they're taking some time to to really look at all their options and all their resources. And I think that whatever they come up with will, you know, lead us in the right direction. And, um, and I'm excited to get back to work too. I, you know, I want to get back in the gym and I I think that our gyms are a a huge essential business. I, I, to keeping people healthy and and fighting this thing. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there is a, a way to, to do it safely um, obviously the only 100% effective way to, to, you know, avoid anything is to stay at home. And I think, you know, people have that right, stay at home. And then if you feel okay and safe and you're able to abide by whatever guidelines are put out, then, you know, I'd love to see, you know, gyms opening back up and, you know, events, you know, being, being put on. And, um, you know, I, I know that, spectators and people being there is you know going to be a challenge this upcoming mm-hmm. year and you know that's definitely uh that feeling when you walk into a stadium and see all those people like yeah back. i mean that's as a kid growing up like i always said i was like i want to be a professional athlete i want to run into a stadium full of people you know i always thought i was going to be a, fo- a football player right <laughs> i never thought it would be for you know doing squats and burpees <laughs> that really fast, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, as us as athletes, we will, we will miss that, but I think they'll create something that gives people that, that same, you know, feeling and that same experience at home. And for us, we're competitors. And most of the time, like you see the people when you run out, but like, as soon as it's three, two, one, go, the, you know, what do they, what do they call these? The blinders, blinders. The blinders. Yeah. And you just are focused on what you're doing. So, um, perfect world. I'd love to see the, the teams and individuals, you know, crown the fittest man, fittest, fittest woman and, and fittest team on earth. I, would be I know I didn't even with your teens and, and masters and, you know, everybody else as well. Of course. I like, of course, like the first time, you know, we get to see you on a team and maybe with the team that was going to get to the top of the podium again, I mean, mayhem is like this iconic team. And it was so exciting to hear you joining up with them. And I mean, the, of course it's like now 
this stuff hits the fan and you're like, oh man, what, how's that going to work and what's going to happen? I mean, that's just kind of a bummer in general, I feel like. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But uh, I think in time, things are going to, things are going to continue to get better. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of the mindset that I have is that, you know, my, my fitness, I, I'm, I'm still working hard every day. And I, I know my teammates are, and I know all the athletes around the world, they're, they're training hard. Even Patrick Fellner, who only has his, his two dumbbells, like John said, <laughs> I guarantee I saw him doing presses with that dumbbell in a band, making it harder. So like, mm-hmm fitness in don't don't be fooled so i these athletes will all come out of this strong and um honestly i you know if if i'm feeling this way john's feeling this way you're i'm sure a lot of us are feeling this way things have slowed down we're giving our bodies a little bit of a break and it, it really you could see a lot of great things come from a month of athletes rest being forced to rest and recover we're not we're not great at hitting the pause button i'll be the first one to say i was <laughs> My training partner, Fee, I was like, yeah, I'm like, this past week, I've been taking it easy. And I sent her my workout. She's like, you're not taking it easy. And I was <laughs> okay. like, hey, yeah, taking it easy. And she's like, that's, you don't know, take it easy. And I, was like, I really don't. But, neither does she. But neither does she. Yeah. But things like we are being forced to slow down and we're not doing all of the things and we're not competing and we're not in this like mindset now where like, Hey, I got to be ready for next month or I got to be ready for this or that. It's, it's allowed us to focus on ourselves and, uh, and mentally, I think, you know, probably that, that would be the side of things that I think these athletes all could use a little just mental break from mm-hmm. everything. And I think it'll create a lot of excitement, mm-hmm. uh, just like members getting back in the gym. You're going to see these athletes just hungry to get on the yeah. call. Yeah, you guys are going to be so hungry when you're ready to go. So <laughs> it's gonna be when we do, when we are able to compete and do things, <laughs> it will be very exciting. I think you'll see a lot of, you know, a lot of great things come from it. Well, I I'm excited for you, Scott. I, you know, I, I, it feels so weird, like kind of seeing where you've come from. I was thinking the other day, you know, 2020 Scott would kick 2011 Scott's butt. For it, sure. At yeah. any competition ever, you know, and, uh, you know, so I'm, I, I know we'll get past this like tiny little moment in time. Like this is going to be a, you know, a couple more weeks and then we'll all be back to it. You know, they've, they may put some sort of limitations on us in the gym and that's okay. You know, we've got to do smaller class. I'm actually good with smaller classes. Like I don't like the big classes, so the smaller, mm-hmm. the better, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see you guys get back on it for sure. Yeah, You've been with me since we started or since yeah. I started at least competing wise, I joined uh, distinction when we were out there. That was what, uh, 2000, my first year, yeah, 2012. Like, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Nikki, we had, we had this coach who was insane. It probably is insane. I haven't talked to her in years, but, um, Scott would come rolling in there and he'd have this, you know, such in those days, like CrossFit wasn't what it is now. This is, I would call this pre-sponsored Scott. So he'd come in, his shorts didn't say pan check on them, you know? So he'd come in and they were from Gabriel brothers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Come in his, his, his gym shorts and he'd have his big, you know, gallon of water you know, on a big milk jug. And, uh, this coach of ours, Regina was real strict and she loved to yell and she'd yell the most horrible things ever, <laughs> ever. She would yell at me. This is absolutely true. Like as long as I live, I'll never forget this. I'm doing pushups and I wasn't quite the specimen then that I am now. Right. No, so my, I don't my, believe that it's absolutely no. true. I know. So I'm doing pushups and they looked horrible. Like my hips are sagging and I'm, you know, hitting the floor, you know, my pelvis. And she's like, she yells at, she's like, JFW. And like, I'm doing push-ups. And she's like, what are you doing on the floor? It's no wonder you don't have a girlfriend. Like right, like right in front of everybody, you know, like oh, that's the kind of, snap. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff she would yell. Just, you know, she would just yell these horrible things at people all day long. She was a great programmer and like she could spot a cue instantly, but man, she had a temper and just loved to yell. Scott, was, you're, you're like the nicest, like genuinely like nicest person that I think I know how did you handle that type of (laughs) treatment she she said she said something (laughs) nasty to me one time one time like I I, like don't get me wrong like there's certain things but she crossed the line one time 
and I stopped working out and I looked at her and I said, and I like, we, we stopped it. It was like right then and there. I was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Oh, and you only had to give her the stern talk one time. It wasn't really a talk. It was more like a, a no, we're done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. If this happens. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I played college football for five years. My coaches abused me. Of course. Abused everyone on the team. And it was just <laughs> like, you were, that was just kind of built. And you could take it. I never had a woman speak to me that way. Interesting. And that, what was a little, a little challenging at what times. Was, what was weird about those times, though, and this is what's, you know, looking back on it, uh, you know, it, it feels really special. But it, it was just weird. Like, you know, your work, I would, was working out. I was in my early 40s. And, uh, you know, Scott had just started and then Regina's husband, Travis, who went on to finish second as a master's, um, at the games and with Julie Houchet was there and her husband is, you know, fit as can be. And so I'd come walking in and be all these guys working out and I had no clue, you know, these were some of the fittest people on the planet, you know, particularly, you know, Scott and Julie. And then all of a sudden, you know, the games like starts happening and you guys start winning stuff and. I'm like, oh, okay, so this isn't normal. Like, it just seemed normal to me. I just thought I was like the most unfit person ever. And, I, and comparatively, I am. But still, it was like, you just think that's normal behavior until all of a sudden you realize it isn't, you know? So yeah. it was really kind of a special time as, you know, CrossFit was growing and changing. And, yeah. it was fun. and I think it, uh, having all of us all out there, like Travis was an absolute beast. And then Julie, like, popping in. Danny was on a team at the time. So, like, you just see like tons of people just kind of like pushing like each other every day. And like, just you, you see somebody do something. You're like, Oh man, I want to be able to do that too. And you just thought that was normal. And I, I thought that was normal. I mean, that was before my first year competing at the games. I didn't know any better. I think Julie had been there before and Travis had been like very close to qualifying. I think in our region the year before, um, just kind of like an OG in the sport mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time. Well, and then we went to regionals that year was in Columbus and it was the year you finished fifth at, at, uh, regionals. What year yeah. was that? It would have been 2012. Is that right? 2012. Yeah. Cause we had two pass game champions at, with Graham and rich. So they took five and I got the last spot to go to the games that year. I like remember the chipper, had three ring muscle ups at the end and I had to like break them into singles, I think. Or maybe, yeah, <laughs> I think singles. Like I was, yeah, crazy. And so Nikki, I've got pictures from this. I'm going to, I'll send you so you can see them. I have pictures of him yes, rub, rubbing Saxon's oh. head when Saxon was like 12. It's so funny. Wearing <laughs> my, my Gabriel brothers, yeah. my Gabriel brothers clothes. <laughs> I like, don't understand, like looking back, my gosh, how far have we come? Like in the sport, just like with your family, like when, like when we were talking to your brother on the podcast a few weeks ago, I think you did send me some one picture of them when they were younger or something. I a picture of me holding both of them in my arms oh, like this. I was like, yeah. I feel like I've known you guys since you were this big. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And I feel that way about now, like some of the teen athletes that are in the mix with all the elites. I'm like, I have known you since you were itty bitty. Like since you were like pubescent. It's yeah. <sighs> I don't think Scott's ever been itty bitty. I'm telling you, he's always been 40 to me. No, that's always. Well, yeah. And Scott, I, I only knew you as like fit monster athlete, Scott. So that's, that's different. Like college Scott would have like a head or like a bandana and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, my very and- first event. Very first event at regionals, Diane, I wore a bandana. I took like 30th and I was like, well, I'm throwing the bandana away. It's bad luck. I'm not badass enough to wear one. So <laughs> brother, ask his brothers. They won't wear a headband either. They say it's bad. You say it's bad. It. So they'll I, like every once in a while, they'll like throw one on to see if it like has changed. But like most of the time, if they're wearing a headband, it's because they like don't want sweat to drop in their eye, but like it's not. Yeah, I've only worn it a couple times, and I've got I've gotten over. I'm not very superstitious, but I did wear it at, <laughs> during a chipper the one year at regionals, and I missed like seven times on a set of a hundred double unders, 
And I was like, ah, Juju, right? <laughs> I almost took it off. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> it's the headband. Oh, it's so awesome. But it has been fun to watch, you know, watch you grow up through the sport as an adult. Yeah. And then now watching your brothers come up, uh, it's just, it's been really exciting. It was interesting to me as kind of an insider is, is seeing how similar all of you guys are, but how different you all are as well. I think people just assume like, oh, it's another pan check. They're just like, you know, the greatest DNA on the planet and they don't get to see like, and you know, you guys do have superhuman DNA. Yeah, that's I not disc- wrong. I don't want to discount that, but yeah. I mean, Kristen's baby's going to be doing muscle ups before me, but. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the, uh, you know, the truth is you guys just, you all have the one thing you all have in common, uh, is this incredible work ethic. Like I'm, I'm impressed. You're telling me you're actually taking some time off. Cause I, I mean, bluntly, I don't believe he's it, not, right? he thinks he is, but he's not, I'm like resting. My, I was getting some like elbow pain a little bit during, uh, elbow and like shoulder pain. Those, we did these like pack muscle ups at Wadapalooza and I should not have done that. I, I will. I will say it right now. I, I thought it was such a dumb movement. If you want to put it on somebody, then at least put it on their front, especially if they're doing something like a, a muscle up. I was nervous to do them um, to begin with, and I ended up like tweaking my shoulder a little, and then the pain started coming down in my elbow. And so, like, I am definitely taking a little bit of time off. And like, I was obviously like, I competed that weekend and was fine. And you know, came back and was ready and prepared to go to the West Coast Classic as well. But um, just trying to to heal that up and just I want to I want to feel good. I don't, I don't like little aches and and pains like that. Um, that those usually can lead to something something worse. Like it's okay to be uncomfortable, but you know, in, in pain like that, yeah, I'm trying to get rid but of. But he's that. still a workhorse. Like just oh, yeah, I'm trying to get around it. I'm he's trying to run it, but like his like prehab is like. Still no, no joke. <laughs> I'm getting better on the bike and runner, which is good. Those are like two movements that. That is not taking it easy. Well, that has nothing to do with my elbow or shoulder. I'm oh, not, there it is. Okay, there it I, is. I'm crushing my lower body. My lower body is getting crushed. What I mean by taking it easy, I'm not allowed to do everything that I normally do. <laughs> you just crank it up on all the other things that you're not doing. I cranked up the squatting. And, you know, of course. See, Nikki, he gets this from his dad. His dad's an animal, like an absolute animal. I think it was like maybe a year ago, you guys had all gone to the games or something or gone somewhere. Uh, and you left your dad behind to coach a class. And I will never, and I repeat, never go to another Papa Pan led class Uh-oh. because the warm up is worse than the workout. I swear to God, the warm up was like 20 minutes long and we're doing, <laughs> I don't know, it was like running the rigs and we're doing ab work and push ups and like, by the time I got done, I was exhausted. I'm like, what are you doing to us? And he's just smiling and laughing, just, you know, his normal self, just having fun. Evil. He used to, when I was a kid, my <laughs> brother, Steve and I, we, he, he made us run to the ice rink with our sticks above our head. No, stop it. <laughs> I can't, I kid you not. I, I don't, I can't remember if it was like, we, I don't think we, we were like, we're in trouble or anything. He was just like challenging us, like, like training, like him and my brother, Steve and I played hockey together and we, we ran from our house. It was like a couple miles all the way to the rink with our sticks, like sticks <laughs> above our head, like, <laughs> like just random things. Like I remember distinctly training for a 5k race and like training with him for a 5k. There was a YMCA triathlon that we did every year. And we practiced going from the, the swim uh, into the bike in the transitions in our driveway where we would like pretend to paddle all the way up <laughs> and then we'd run, you know, paddle back down. And then we'd like, you know, get into our clothes, put our helmets on. We had like the little shoes that like, you just slip right on that yes. like is um, just, you know, just your spandex and you pop on your bike and go. And like, we practice those transitions. I lost my first year. I took, second i was on a ninja turtle bike and I was, okay. I was so mad at my dad and like told him i was like i need a big bike like i can't ride this ninja turtle <laughs> bike get on a 10 speed so he got you know the next year we had 10 speeds and you know all you know my brother sean and steve and i all won uh the following year but wait there's another one there's another brother yeah, there's uh Sounds like you're just making them up as you go. No. There's Sean, there's Steve, there's Sam Panchik's in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother Sonny, he's yeah. around. 
Like, but yeah, we, uh, he, that, that was just like who we were. I didn't realize, like, I really do think my, my dad and, and my mom, like, have been training us for the CrossFit games before there was <laughs> games. It's just like, Hey, you're going to go out and you're going to do this. Like I, I remember wrestling. I was a, a wrestler and uh, I started in like third grade and my first and second year, like you could go out and there was like first and second year tournaments. And my dad would take me to those and he would double bracket me. So he'd put me in, like if I was at 105 pounds, he put me in the 105 pound bracket and then the 110 bracket. So I would be like finishing one match and they'd be calling me for the, the 110 bracket, which is like up a weight class. <laughs> and I would walk off one mat after just finishing it and walk right on to another match. And, you know, he, it was just like, I didn't know any better. That's what I thought everybody was, was doing. <laughs> He's like, I just really want my, you know, son to go feel what it's like to play with the big dogs for a hot minute. Oh, well, when you're in elementary school, it's just the dads in the back. So they like walk you in the back and they're like, okay, I got, you know, my son's 105, 100, you know, 10 pounds. And then like another guy's like, well, my son is, you know, 115. He's been doing this for a while. Like I can't find anyone to wrestle. Oh, my son will wrestle. <laughs> he got on the mat with you know, a guy that's 10 pounds heavier than me and wrestled two or three years longer than me. And he's just like, we'll see how he, see how he does. But Papa son. <laughs> get him. <laughs> Papa Pan's always been a savage, but one thing I love about him, and I think this has carried, it carries over to you, Scott, like is his, he's a natural coach. Like he loves to coach, like, mm-hmm. you know, just talk to him and, you know, he'll just start telling me things he's seen that I've done during a workout. Yeah, he or, coached or, 17 Panchik boys yeah. growing up. So <laughs> yeah. But he's in girl, a, right? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sister too. Yeah. 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 But he, he's also incredibly positive. Like I had never experienced positivity in CrossFit until I went to mentality. Like I, you know, I started at distinction and we had that coach that was really mean to us. <laughs> and, uh, I did that for four or five years. I took a year off and worked out at home and then, uh, went back to distinction for a short while. But like, there's a, I think there's a spirit that has never left distinction and it's a fine gym but it still kind of has that kind of aggressive feel to it. Right. And so then I go to mentality and like the first day I'm there, the workout starts on time. It ends on time. The coaches are involved. They're telling you what you're doing wrong, but they're also spending time telling you what you're doing right. And like, I'd never experienced positivity before in a workout. I'm like, is this, is this, is this the way it's supposed to be? Is this right? Nice. You know? And then, nice. and then I met your dad and I could instantly see like, because that's him. Like he's just super positive. He's a great coach, but he's really positive and upbeat and, and, and really takes an interest in you. And, and to your credit, Scott and Kristen, I think you guys have carried that over into your gym and I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, I hope you have. It's also carried over to Cliffside. And and every coach has moved through both of those gyms. It's just that yeah. kind of overwhelming positivity. You know, I I wish there were a way to bottle that and you guys could get out to all the other affiliates <laughs> so they could understand. I know there are a lot of affiliates like that, but I think there are a lot that aren't. And, yeah. you know, the community, you know, they we do benefit by what you guys are doing. But I think the community at large would really benefit by by the spirit you guys have created. And, and thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I really do credit that to like, you know, I, I learned a lot of that from my parents growing up and like that, that is like, like I said, my dad didn't force me to run with a stick above my head. Like if I would have been like, no, and went inside, like yeah. it would have been fine. I wanted to. And like, I think it was just like the same thing that you're saying, like, like it's all like learned behavior. Like I yeah. learned how to be that person and to be that athlete at a very young age. And I think all of those things kind of carried along. And then like, you know, with a big family, your, your siblings start to observe those things and they just, that's how, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you're supposed to work out. That's, you know, you said you're like, you guys just work so hard and it's like, my brothers don't know any better. Like that's, you know, I've been sending them programming, um, you know, 2012 when Regina was doing my programming and, Regina got me to the CrossFit Games. Like you said, she's a, she was a, a, a great coach. She had a little bit of a different uh, mentality and approach than, you know, what I've seen in the past from some people. But um, she taught me a lot, and she was a great, you know, programmer. 
but I was sending those guys programming all the way up to uh, until they moved out here in 2013. So um, they, they don't know any better. They just, they came in, they come in every day and they're like, Hey, what are we doing today? And there is nothing better than having training partners who walk in every day and are just like, I'm not sore. What do you want to do today? (laughs) And And I really truly believe that, you know, a big part of why I was excited about the sport was just like, being surrounded by people like that. Like I've always found ways to surround myself with people that one um, are positive, like positive on a regular basis, bring a great attitude and want to work hard. Yeah. And I think that has led me to, you know, you know, eventually it got very, com- started to get very competitive, which, you know, at a certain point, like we were getting to the point and they branched off and opened their gym, but it was going to get unhealthy because they were able to beat me and, you know, weights were getting similar and like, that's where you're competing on a regular basis. But for a long time, we were able to scale and modify things where it was healthy and nobody was really walking away feeling, feeling bad, but we were working hard together to become the best we could. So I think we all learned that behavior, whether it was like me learning from my dad, the boys learning it from me, me learning it from my older brother. Uh, you know, you just, you just learn how to work hard and how to spread that positivity and, and be that person. And, you know, that's what we try to try to do it. Mentality is just our community sees it too. So like we all see it in like them as athletes and coaches and owners and they set the tone and everybody's always watching. And it's kind of like that ripple effect where it's like, this is how it's supposed to be done. Like our community does the same thing now. Like they're positive, they are hardworking and they don't know any different. And that's, I think what is so unique and special about both communities. I mean, mentalities like that, cliff sides like that. It's just, it starts from the top and these guys have done a really good job of setting that standard. And it's just a really awesome environment to be a part of that, like positive, hardworking people. Well, to be fair, to be fair, you set the standard too, Kristen. Yeah, like, you do. What I got the top of both of you. Yeah, when I when I got my first muscle up, uh, I'd gotten one, and Saxon's like, "All right, do another one," because he he was the one that taught me to do it. And Kristen's like, "Wait," and she ran and got a camera, and I'll never forget that. Like, because <laughs> it wasn't just Saxon getting me there. It was like you know you were had a camera, and Saxon was doing it, and other coaches were getting around, and like, "All right, go ring the bell." Like, it was like a community thing. You know, and, and getting one muscle up didn't change my life, but like that moment is now ingrained in my mind, of yeah. like a really special CrossFit event. Yeah, and, and you know, you think of like the hundreds of people that have done that through your gym over the years. Like you, you can't measure that in in dollars. Like it's just you know, it's, it's just immeasurable. Chris cross- was the only reason I ate on the final day of the Italian showdown. I don't know <laughs> if you know that we were <laughs> running around and like. Mm-hmm. had just wrapped and it was like a, I taught her how to feed people <laughs> that? it was like a really weird it was in a really weird event for me because I was not doing side there was no live stream but I was like still doing interviews but I was also like shooting all my own footage and cutting all my own footage and it was like the weirdest day ever where like 14 hours went by and I hadn't eaten yeah we like wrapping the event and Kristen was like I have all of these packets of beef jerky. Would you yeah. like them? And I was like, yeah, I haven't eaten in a day, actually. Thank that. you so much. <laughs> it was like all I ate all day. So thanks. You got it. That's my job. I just connect the dots. Like perfect. Where you need me. That's my job. Kristen, our, our first date was actually at Distinction. It was. I got no. I didn't even know. Like, so Scott and I went to college together and had all of our classes together because we were health and phys ed majors. And he like asked me to go do a cross at workout. This is like post college. I was coaching at John Carroll and she was a distance runner and a soccer player and ran track. And I was like, distance runners, they like to hurt. Mm-hmm. Cross hurts. She'd probably really like this. I had no idea what cross it was. <laughs> I didn't know Scott was competing in it. I didn't know what it was, but he was like, you'd probably really like this. And I was like, Okay. So I went to distinction and did my first CrossFit workout. And I remember like walking in the doors and people being like, Oh, who do you know here? I was like, Oh, I went to school with Scott. And they're like, Oh, he's a freak. And I was like, I mean, yeah, he was a good football player. Like, (laughs) he's athletic. (laughs) 
like I had gotten like set up for the workout and I still had no idea what like CrossFit was. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do overhead squats, burpees, and like knee raises. What's my set rest? Like, what do I do? And then they started a clock and I was like, oh, I'm doing all of it now. (laughs) Okay, go. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, it was kind of like our first date. Oh, it was meant to be. Distinction bringing people together. Cute. Look at that. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. I know. So fun. Super fun. I, I, uh, I'm going to have to post a video so everybody can see this quarantine beard you have going on. It's very manly. And look at this flow. I know. Strong. Spencer, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to grow out my hair. They're like, do it. We could be the flow bros. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like it. We may go with the flow bro. You would. You have hair envy, though. I do have hair. I have major hair envy. There's absolutely no doubt about that. No doubt about it. The well, flow is like getting too strong in the Brazier house. So like we ordered clippers off Amazon and I'm going to somehow become a hairstylist and clip Matt's hair. It could be real bad. If he like has to shave his head, if you see a shaved head on Instagram in the next couple of weeks, you'll know it's because I totally messed up. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that point. <laughs> well, I do my own. I'll put directions on Instagram for everyone. So they'll, they'll know the proper way to get a high sheen. Amazing. Up here. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Best wishes. Uh, I'm fingers crossed for a baby girl. Yeah. I'd also like to say that John Woolley's a great name for a boy or a girl. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Those are the best. Yeah. It's a great. Yes, name. John. Sean John. Sean John. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys being on. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will chat with you all soon.